Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, health, life vantage products, network marketing, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. Today's episode focuses on industry, one of the four pillars of belief. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active LifeVantage distributor in 2021 was $704. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Hello, Activation Nation. Welcome to the Activation Nation podcast. I'm going to be your host for this week's episode. My name is Colton Smith. And in this week's episode, you are going to hear from Erica Dale, one of our executive consultants here at LifeVantage. Erica is a phenomenal leader. We had an amazing conversation that took place a little bit earlier this year at our Evolve event. Lots of good content in this week's episode. So we hope that you enjoy. Eric Dale, welcome to Activation Nation. Hey, thanks, how you, Colin. How you doing? I am good. I'm good. Excited you, for the rest of this event. Oh yeah, we are ch- we are chilling down here in New Orleans. We actually were just talking about this. This is your first time down here. It is. This is also my first time down here. Nice. What's what's been? I don't I don't know your favorite thing, your least favorite. I don't know. I, like what what question do I ask you here? Like, yeah. how's your experience been down here? I mean, it's it's different. It is different. Different's a good, (laughs) different's a great word to to explain New Orleans. Busy. And it's also St. Patrick's Day weekend, which I hear is like their number two event in the city. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Lively. Lively would be a good word. Very, very lively. And I think you've made your way down to Bourbon Street. We did. Yeah. We had dinner last night, which that made up for the craziness of the city. Um, Really good food. So. Can't complain there. You know, uh, we when we first got here, we got to walk around a little bit, and uh, yeah, different. It's definitely unique, unlike any other place. Yeah, you've ever seen in your life, and uh, yeah, I just like different. I think different's great. <laughs> it's all. It's it's an awesome city. <laughs> it's an awesome city. Have have you? Uh, well, I don't know if you you and uh, Jesse eat the beignets. No, you're not beignets. I should people. probably do that before we leave. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. We did the the char grilled oysters. I haven't had a chance. Oh to do my that gosh, yet. you have to! I don't. I think even if you don't like oysters, you'll like those. They're and I love oysters. They're so I love good. O- okay, yeah. I have. I have you have to go tonight. get them. I'll, I'll, okay, I got my homework for tonight. I'll make my. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure this out. And uh, also, one thing I do want to mention is Erica Dale and I. Same birthday. Same birthday. Every single so every single year that I've worked with you at Life Vantage, I still August fourteenth. August fourteenth. Same. It's a good every day. Every single day. It's like <laughs> like I can always count. There's gonna be a birthday in my phone. A birthday text from Erica Dale in my yep. phone. Just happy birthday, birthday cousin. I'm like yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we got we got Erica Dale. We were honored just to have you on here for for a few minutes to to talk to you to hear your story. Um, and it's and it's been amazing just to watch you over the years. I've been able to watch you train and present all over the place, whether you know we're out there in Indy in Indiana or on the main stage here at Life Vantage. And in fact, I think here in New Orleans, you're also going to be on the main stage just yep. in in a couple hours here. I am. And nothing that you haven't done before. No, you're just no. you just 
you know you know the ropes and you built a, a successful network marketing business and i know a little bit also about your background like this isn't this wasn't you know necessarily 100 percent what you did no you know prior to life Vantage. not even sure you know, i wanted to a, do it <laughs> we, we you had an entire background before that so i would love for you to share just a little bit of your story you know essentially you know where where you're from a little bit of your of, of your family and then kind of your journey into the network marketing industry. Sure. Yeah. So I joke that I wasn't looking for LifeVantage. So LifeVantage found me, but I was, I think like a lot of people told, go to school, get a job, life will be great. And I was living in Pennsylvania in 2012 and had a master's degree was working, I don't even know what I was doing back then. I think I was a therapeutic foster care therapist and came home to a shut off notification of my electric bill in the dead of winter. And I was just like, well, what are you supposed to do? I'm already working. Um, went down to the local assistance office, got that thing taken care of, but in that moment said, I will never go through that again. And a friend of mine had reached out about network marketing, which I poo-pooed because I'm like, no, nah, I, I have a real job. I have a master's degree. And kind of went back to her and said, okay, tell me about that thing again. What was that? Um, and that was my my entry into network marketing uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And um, from there kind of transitioned, that company did not work out. And didn't really want to do network marketing anymore. Moved back to Indiana, met my now husband who owned gyms and he needed a manager. And I was just kind of like, I'll manage your gyms. And he said, you don't know the first thing about managing a gym. I'm like, yep. Didn't know anything about network marketing either, but I figured it out. I'll figure this out too. And um, so I was doing that in 2015, working about 60 hours a week and the network marketing popped up again. A friend of mine reached out and said, you know, I think this product would just work really well for your gym members. And I was like, oh, okay, you can show it to me, but I'm all set. I don't think I want to do this. I didn't understand LifeVantage. I didn't understand our flagship product. Um, luckily for me, Jesse, my husband, is a nerd. I'll tell him that to his face. So <laughs> when he listens to this, he'll just laugh. Um, and he was the one that said, no, this, if this product does what it says it does, we should take it. And I'm like, you don't take product. He said, I know, but there's science here. There's there's reality. And so we, I jumped into the business because I did understand network marketing. Um, as a gym manager at the time, I was working 50, 60 hours a week and skipping bills to pay bills and couldn't, in my mind, couldn't share my financial situation with Jesse because I just felt like he would run away. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, and who wants to bring that baggage into a relationship? And so I jumped back in with LifeVantage in 2015. Fast forward a couple years, Jesse and I got married. Now we, we live in Indiana. We attempt to split time in Florida in the winters and escape the crazy cold gray winters of Indiana. Um, and yeah, we have two French bulldogs and currently uh, attempting to start a family. So I love it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, no, you, you two are absolutely incredible in that in that gym background. You see it on full display, you know, for example, at every single Elite Academy or Global Convention that we go to, uh, you know, if you ever happen to visit the gym prior to a meeting, like a couple hours there, you're going to see both the two of you already just like full sweat have been there for multiple hours working out, <laughs> working out together. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I've yeah. experienced that firsthand. Um, but, you know, I, I love I love your story. Um, and, and one of the things I, I guess I'd be interested to hear from you is, you know, you've, you've had the experience of, 
you know, running gyms and, and traditional business and working in network marketing, I guess, what's what's the biggest shift in, is there a shift in mindset between mm. doing a traditional business and, and running gyms compared to building a network marketing business? I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of similarities between the two. I think for us, when I went full-time into network marketing, it was the mindset of, I don't have to work 60 hours a week anymore. I don't have to grind. I don't have to put myself into you know poor health because I, like we were talking about earlier, I was consuming so much caffeine during that time. Um, so really just flipping like, you know, I, I put in the work in the beginning and I can kind of let that off a little bit. I can, you know, build a team and, and allow that momentum to kind of carry over. That was a huge mindset shift. Um, like I just felt like sure. I was never doing enough. And when we closed our gyms and Jesse came home full time, um, he was the same. I mean, I had to kind of teach him like, hey, we're not in the gym anymore. We're, we, don't, we don't have jobs anymore, essentially, even though we owned a business. So that was really the mindset. But as far as building it, I mean, it was more, more relationship building in network yeah. marketing than I think in the gym. Yes, you build relationships. Of course, you get to know your members, but it's more transactional at sure. the end of the day. Yeah. And, and, and making that shift, you know, going from, from hey, we got, these, we, we got this gym, we're, we're working in this sort of, this sort of sphere, moving over to network marketing. Were, were there any concerns about the, what would, did you have like, this is my biggest concern about making this shift? For me, no, I was, I was straight all up. in. I'm, I mean, I'm once I in. saw what this was doing when, when, cause again, I came in with the mindset of let's just make a couple hundred bucks. Let's pay a bill that we're, we're skipping right now. I was like, no, this is good. This is going to continue to go. I, I never looked back. Um, I think Jesse was your traditional brick and mortar business owner. You invest hundreds of thousands of dollars and hopes that over the course of the next five years, you're in that 20% of successful business. Right. And so for him, it was more of, that's not a real business. In fact, he said that to me when I joined this company and, uh, I was okay with that. I'm like, I don't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need him to think this was a real business. He did say, I, I believe in you. I don't believe in that business model. Right. But that quickly changed within, I think, four months. I went on an incentive trip and he came with me. And at the end of that trip, he said, huh, this is different. <laughs> this did, is different. Did, did you rub it in his face a little bit? Just oh, yeah. Like, eh. Still today. I mean, seven and a half years later. You told we me still, four months ago? We still just... talk about that. But now, we, I mean, we have another business that is not network marketing, but it's it's very similar. Sure. And it's been fun to watch him completely transition from that brick and mortar model to basically, you know, emulating what we have with network marketing. I love it. I yeah. love it. Do you remember, you know, when you, when you first started working at just within the industry of network marketing, your first like phone call. So like when you, you made the decision to, to jump right in, I guess I'd like to know kind of like, what was the, what was the most difficult thing about getting started? How did your first call go when mm. you, when you first made that decision? Like, okay, I'm in now what I, I, you know, if you're going to build a business, you got to start talking to people. So yeah. I like to go back to that first company. Cause I, I think, I did get a few years under my belt. Um, I don't remember my first phone call, but I remember for the first year, I did nothing. <laughs> I had a couple customers because I liked the product. 
and it was just an easy like, hey, you should try this product. But I didn't, I wasn't coachable. Um, I think it was because I was highly educated. I had a master's degree. I had read all the books. I had done all the things and everything that was being taught in network marketing was go read, go do personal development. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not reading anymore. I've read for six years. I am not reading another book. And because of that, I think I had the kind of an ego that just said, I can figure this out on my own, on my own terms. And a year into it, I had a leader reach down to me and she said, hey, you know, I see you have some customers. Do you want to actually make money? And I said, yeah, I'm still broke. A year later, still not making money, still struggling to pay my bills. And that was when she actually said, well, you need to come to this next event. And I said, I didn't know her. I said, lady, I just told you I'm broke. And you want me to fly from Pennsylvania to Los Angeles? Like, I don't have money for a plane ticket. And she said, well, if you want to make this work. And if you want me to mentor you, you'll figure it out. I'll help you, but you'll figure it out. And I went to that first event and in the next seven months, just my business catapulted. I love it. Cause, cause you know, I was, that was going to lead me into my next question here because, <laughs> because I, I, in these conversations, we, we sometimes like to ask like about mentorship in, in particular. And, and, and we've had conversations with people that had maybe that same sort of experience where like, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of figure it out, which is important, but also at the same time, I think I can ask you, like, we just saw on display how important mentorship is yeah. within, within this industry. What, what specifically did you learn from from your mentor? Like, what were some of the biggest takeaways from? I mean, I really think it, one just the skills, what to do. You know, kind of replicating what they were doing, um, listening them, listening to them do it, and then repeating what they were doing. But again, I think at the end of the day, it was doing what I for the first year said I wouldn't do, which was personal development. And they just kept drilling that in and drilling that in and, and read the books and listen to podcasts. And once I finally just got, I let my ego go, I started doing that. It was the work that I was doing on myself, which I didn't even know I was doing. It wasn't this like <laughs> black and white, like, oh, look, I'm a different person. It was just gradual growth that led me to the mindset piece of it, which is, I think, even more important than the skill set. Right. But so so you do so personal development then you do you do a lot of personal development within this within this industry what yeah. what specifically are you doing are you are you reading books are you listening to podcasts do you do you listen to activation nation i is this, do is this in is this in your library it is i love when it pops up <laughs> um all of the things um i mean i read i i'm i'm a person of faith so my husband and i read the bible every morning um so that's part of it, but then I still do personal development books, um, podcasts. I mean, I went from only music and my workouts to now I listen to podcasts, which you know I said I would never do. I'm like that's stupid. I'm I not, do. I do. I the can't same listen to podcasts. Too. I I that when you're working out, it, it is different. It is. But man, like a really good engaging podcast while you're just sitting there, just like yeah. on the treadmill. Yeah, and it took a while. For me sure. to get to that. And it went from like half and half and then transition. And now I'm just like, okay, that's all I do. So I soak up what I can in the gym. And then I do more intentional with reading and highlighting and all the nerdy I stuff. Love it. <laughs> I love it. And then, and then as you've, as you've kind of made that investment in your, in yourself, you know, done more personal development. Do you think that's, that's 
you know, branched off onto your team, like, you, you know, that, that concept of leading by example, mm-hmm. um, cause you are a successful leader, you know, you've gotten to a rank uh, within life vantage, for example, that a lot of people would love to get to. And, and I, obviously it's that concept of, you know, if you want what I want, what I have, you got to do what I do. Yeah. So it is, is that kind of, have you implemented that amongst your team? Like you're saying, okay, if you're going to, if you want this, like yeah. personal development is a big part mm-hmm. of having this sort of success. For sure. I mean, I think one of the things we do is we give our team, you know, DMOs, daily method of operations, and it's not just skill set. One of the parts of that is personal development. And we have a tracker and it even has a space for them to write like what they did that day for their personal development. Um, and then I always share things like anytime the activation nation comes up, I'm like, hey guys, this is a great listen. So I'll just throw it out into our chat mm-hmm. and you know, but kind of feed them some ideas of how to get their personal development. I love it. So, so after you, you know, you jumped in, you started within the industry of network marketing, you know, you said you spent that first year kind of, you had a few customers here and there. You finally got contacted by someone that you didn't even really know, but mm-hmm. eventually sort of turned into a mentor for you. You know, you went to an event, you started working. Was, was there, was there a specific moment where you realized like, this is for real night and, and I can do this and this mm-hmm. could actually changed my life. Yeah, it was that first event. Um, it was awful getting to. I, I said I didn't have money for a plane ticket. I flew standby the entire way and I missed the first two flights. And I'm not an emotional person. Like I don't I don't cry often. I bawled in the airport because I'm like, I don't know how to get to LA and but I think I think that was just part of that story and that journey and it had to be hard for me. But I remember sitting there and watching these people cross the stage who had way worse backgrounds than I've ever, I mean, I grew up with, my parents are amazing. I have a great family. I, I was educated and I'm listening to these stories of people who've had, you know, poverty and, and abuse and just death and tragedy. And I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And so I kind of just took that mantra and that's how I, I lead my business really is, if she can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And I just run with it. I, I don't I don't see any ceiling or, oh, well, I would never get to that level or earn that trip or no, I'm just gonna go and do it. I love it. I love it. And and you know, during during your journey in network marketing, have you encountered people? I get I guess what would be some of the biggest insecurities? Because I think I think there obviously we can talk about there is that stigma that you know, for example, that may have existed when you first heard about mm-hmm. network marketing, or maybe your husband when they first <laughs> you first heard about network marketing. I, what are what are some of the biggest like insecurities that people have about network marketing, or maybe just being an entrepreneur in general, and how do you address those? I mean, I think at the end of the day, I believe everyone has some sort of entrepreneur dream inside of them. And whether or not they they go after that, whether or not they ever do anything with it. I mean, I knew from a young age that I was interested in it. But the only thing I knew about being an entrepreneur was what I saw my dad do. And he owns a printing company and, you know, is still working the hours that he worked when we were growing up. And he's 65 years old. And I just thought, I don't, I don't want that. Um, but I think the stigma is they either don't believe in themselves or they don't believe in the industry. And so trying to break through those things and just showing them and telling them stories and building that belief is how you can get over that hump with people. I love it. And one of my favorite questions to ask on this podcast is, 
is, you know, if you had the ability to go back in time, to go all the way back in time when you first heard about just, just the industry in general and, and had the ability to just talk to yourself. I think, I think in movies and stuff that like breaks everything down, if you'd like communicate with yourself in the past, but we're going to ignore all that. We're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go straight up. You can go and talk to yourself in the past. Is there, is what is one piece of advice that you would give to yourself? Because I think whatever that piece of advice would be for, for yourself going all the way back would obviously be perfect advice for someone that's just starting up, mm -hmm. you know, that's brand new into this industry. So what would you tell Erica Dale 10 years ago, starting in the industry of network marketing? Like, Hey, whatever you do, make sure you do X. I think the, the, the number one thing I would say for that brand new person, um, is just to hitch your wagon to that mentor, the person that has what you want in the business and do what they tell you to do. You know, be the be the parrot, be the person. Like, like I said, when when I met my mentor, listen to them, do what they say. Don't let your ego get in the way. Don't let your fears get in the way. Don't let your insecurities get in the way. Just do it and do it to prove them wrong. If you don't believe it'll work, that's what my husband has always done. He's like, that's stupid. I, if I said that, that would never work. But I'm gonna do it. And then when it works, he's like, oh, okay, that person might know what they're talking about. Um, so just just kind of replicate exactly what they're doing. And eventually you'll be able to unhitch that wagon and go off on your own. And, and it sounds like you're talking a little bit about belief as well. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, maybe they have, they, they have the desire, but they don't necessarily have that belief. How do you, how do you build that belief in, in someone like how, you know, fostering a culture of belief? Yeah. I think the biggest way to get belief is by acting. And I think the action breeds results and results breeds the belief. But a lot of people take one step and then they, they quit. And so they never even get to the level of belief because they don't, they don't give it enough time. It's true. It's true. Sad. <laughs> it is. It, it is sad. Yeah. It is sad. But you know, belief and, and having a, having, I think a big why, on top of all this, how, how I'd, I'd like to ask you that question, you know, the importance of having a why, like did, when you were starting off in the industry, what was, the, did you have a why and has, has your why changed mm. as you've gone throughout your 10 years in the industry and your journey? Yeah. My why, you know, they say your why should make you cry. I, I hate that <laughs> <laughs> because mine didn't, my why made me mad. My why was you have a college education. You were told this is going to be the life for you and you can't pay your bills. So I was mad. Um, and so, yeah, my why in the beginning was to make money. And I think a lot of people think like they can't say that out loud. Like, you have to have money to live. You have to have money to put food on the table for your kids to, to have your electric bill not turned off. So that was my why. Fast forward now, seven and a half years in life vantage, um, my why has changed a lot. You know, the money is no longer the, the, the number one thing. Now, I think the more money you have, the more you get to do, the more you get to give, the more you get to experience. So, yeah, I want to continue to grow that. But, <clears throat> I mean, I'm 38 years old, and my husband and I never wanted kids. And six months ago, we life changed, and we've decided, like, hey, let's see what we can do here. And so now the why is completely changed to something I never even thought was possible, but it's because of this industry. You know, we didn't want to bring kids up in a, a world where we were working 60 hours a week. Right. Where we weren't getting home till nine o'clock at night. Like, that's not a life to bring a child in. Now we have 
you know, we, we can live how we want on our terms. We can bring the child up in a completely different upbringing. And so our why has changed drastically from day one. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and I would love to ask you just more specifically, because I'm interested in this, because we, you are someone that is constantly qualifying for like <laughs> all of our incentive trips. Every, like every single incentive trip, if, you, if you qualify for one, oh, minus, my, minus one. We but don't talk about that essentially, one. <laughs> we're just, you know, we're, you know, we're going to cut it and just say all of them. No, we're gonna keep all this in. You know, I what? like it. I like we're it. Keep being honest. Um, <laughs> But at most of our incentive trips, yeah. you are someone that that's constantly just just going out there, hitting all the requirements to go on incentive trips. So you can tell that you're you're actively building. Um, are you are you talking more to customers? Are you talking more to consultants? Like like how who specifically are you talking to, and what are you sharing about Life Vantage when you have those conversations? I mean, definitely, I've I've built both. I think for most people, it's easier to bring in customers because again, we went back to people don't believe in themselves or they don't believe in the industry. So getting over those hurdles takes time. So you can back down and say, hey, just grab some product. I know you're going to love it, whatever. But I share the whole story, regardless of who I'm talking to. I, I lead I lead with business. You know, If you're listening to this, you have to figure out what works for you. There's not a wrong or a right way. Um, but for me, it's easier to lead with the business and then back down to, well, then just, just get started as a customer than the opposite way. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, meet people where they are, you know, don't try to put them in as a consultant because you just want that consultant because it doesn't work. It never works if you, you push them into the wrong position. Um, and I also believe that our customers make the best consultants once they see what's possible in the vision and how these products are truly working. So it, it, it's true. Getting, getting that product experience yeah. goes, goes a long way and you become a believer in it. Yep. And, uh, I, I know we have plenty of consultants here at life managed that started out that way, but sharing yeah. that full story, it's, it's tell good. Them and meet them where they're at. Yep. Meet, meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. I, I, I think that's incredible. Well, I I'd love to also get your insight on this. You, you've been with life managed now for how many years? Seven and a half. Seven and a half years here at Life Vantage. Again, you built, you know, prior to Evolve, you built a, a successful elite business. And you, I mean, you still have an accessible, now executive consultant business. That, <laughs> so everyone listening, no, she's very, very Starting successful. Over. We, we're changed the title. <laughs> we changed the title. But we're going through Evolve right now. You know, we, we're making a big shift at the company in terms of, you know, our compensation plan and some, you know, everything else that we're kind of working on. I would love to hear what you have to say, like what makes you most excited about the future of Life Vantage? Yeah, I think I'll steal, I don't know if it was Tyler Daniels or Rachel Picaric, maybe it was the two of them combined, but <laughs> one of them said that they, in their opinion, we now have the most modern and the most traditional compensation plan. And it's just, that just rains in my head every time I hear that. Um, I think I'm most excited because I truly feel like we are going to help create wins right away for that newest consultant and build their belief right away versus, you know, hang on, just wait, be patient because people don't have patience anymore. They don't want to wait. Mm -hmm. They want to see the fruits of their labor immediately. Right. Like we live in a microwave society. Um, so I think that's what I'm most excited about, but it's just big picture. You know, I've, I've always seen the vision with Life Vantage from probably the first couple weeks after getting started, but I see it 
bigger and brighter, if that makes sense, with Evolve and all the changes that we've made. I love it. That's amazing. And and I know we got to let you run backstage here in a minute. You know, we only got, you know, two and a half hours until you're up in front of couple thousand people here at New Orleans. Maybe got to prep a little bit. Let's see. Uh, but I'd love that. I'd love to ask you just one final, if you could just a gold nugget that you can share the most important thing that you can share with everyone listening right now, like top of your head, spur of the moment, most important gold nugget, whatever that is right now, what would that be? I mean, just, just act, just take action. Just do it. Just do it. Nike says, just do it. I think, again, action breeds results. Results breeds belief. And do it bad, right? You know, you're, we're all bad. We're all getting better. We're all getting gooder, greater, whatever you want to say. But just take action. Just take action. <laughs> just do it. I was, I was, that was probably one of, we were hosting uh, a workshop yesterday with our senior consultants and and we went out into the audience after one of the presentations and just asked them one thing that they learned and that was mm. we had a woman stand up and that's essentially what she said she's like i am terrified <laughs> to talk to people she's like i'm just terrified of doing it but i know mm. i i just got to do it yeah. like i just got to do it i need to figure it out i know i'm not going to be good at it yeah like right off the bat yeah i mean like, you just you you're not. You're not going to be perfect. Were you good at your first good. job, day one? Were you scared? I mean, it's it's no different than I that. Were you scared on your first date? Oh, you, you guys should have heard me the, <laughs> when I first started working here at Life Vantage answering phones. I didn't know what... <laughs> I, I'd share this, but I I didn't even know. You know, I, I started here. I've been here for 12 and a half years, and I still vividly remember. I, I joined Life Vantage when the company was first starting yeah. just because I needed a job, and I happened to be bilingual and, and spoke Spanish. And they were like, Hey, we need someone to answer Spanish phone calls at our company. I'm like, I don't, okay. What do you guys do? Like what's, what's pro tan? Like, is that some kind of drink? I don't know. Okay. That's cool. And I, you know, I, it took me, I remember people calling me and I'm just like, uh, I don't know what network marketing is, but okay, I'll okay. help you. Can you speak? Can you talk? Okay. You can do network marketing. I promise you. When I first joined, we didn't have zoom. We didn't, we did conference call, conferencecall.com. And I remember Rachel saying, okay, invite, you know, 25 people, invite a hundred people to this call. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking she's going to do the whole thing. I'm brand new. And she goes, all right, so you do the first part. And we had a script and I was like, wait, what? And she goes, no, just read it. Like, you know how to read, just read. And so I'm sitting there and the word glutathione is on there because I wasn't sciencey. I didn't understand this product. Before that call, I Googled glutathione and you know how on Google you can hit play yeah. and it'll tell you how to say a word. I hit that like 20 times before the call because I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> so it's just like we were all bad in the beginning. You just have to do it anyways and you're going to mess up and you're going to fumble through words, but nobody cares. Just nobody do it. Cares. Just do it. And if you keep just doing it, you may one day end up like Erica Dale <laughs> presenting on stage in just a few hours at... New Orleans at one of our major events. It's it's been awesome to work with you, to see you, to see you in action over these last few years, and and it's just incredible. And I know with Evolve in particular, you're going to do some amazing things moving forward, and we just cannot wait to see what you have for us next. Well, thanks for having me on. It's Thank awesome. you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by Life Vantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at lifevantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the Life Vantage community.